Love this podcast? Support this show through the ACAST supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. You have offended this podcast and you have offended the entire movie making community. And welcome to part two of the podcast. We're going to pick up here where we left off yesterday. If you'd like to become a patron and get all of our episodes in full on Sunday night, you can go to patreon.com slash you have offended this podcast. Support at any level there. We have levels that start at just $5 a month. We'll get you all of our full episodes without this pitch to the patrons on Sunday night in full. Remember, you can also go to offendedpodcast.com. You can go there, buy some merch. That'll give you something cool, and it'll also give us a little something to keep the lights on over here at You Have Offended This Podcast main headquarters. Check us out on our social media. At Twitter, we are at YHOTP. On Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube, you can just search You Have Offended This Podcast, and you'll find us there. You can interact with us there. We'll answer your questions. You can give us movies that you'd like to see, favorite scenes, favorite actors, actresses, anything like that. We'd love to hear from you. So check those things out. Please become a patron. If you can't do that, give us a rating. Give us a review on iTunes or Stitcher or wherever you download your podcasts. That's a huge help. Or at the very least, if you could just tell a few friends about us, that would be awesome too. Thanks very much and enjoy part two of the podcast. Like uh, all the money's I'll there. I'll 50, split it 50. with you 50 50. Like, get the fuck <laughs> yeah, out of here. Yeah, it's like, my money, you brazen little fucking brazen kid. little fuck. I had to chase you for it. He's like 70 30. <laughs> Come on, man. Yeah. <laughs> but then we get the catalyst really for the whole film, like yeah. the catalyst for, for Yuta's like, entire journey. Yeah, we get the look up here of the alley where his. His being Adit's sister, Astri, gets kind of thrown out the back of this place. We don't know what it is yet, but we learn that this is a, a strip joint, basically. And we get uh, her, I'm going to say pimp, throws throws we'll Astri. Call it a go-go club. Yeah, throws yeah. Astri out of the go-go club here. And he's talking shit to her. And she is a very stand-up person. She ends up smacking this dude across the face. This is Johnny. Yeah. And he's like, no, you did not just fuck. He's like Eddie Murphy. Yo, you did not just hit me, motherfucker. Yeah, but well, it starts out. It starts out that basically he's taken 35% of her tips or 40% of her tips or something to that effect, right? He's basically ripping her off. Yeah. And she's trying to stand up for herself saying, no, 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 no. Like, you know, this is what I get paid and I get my tip money is mine. And he's like, no, you're going to, you're going to give me this money. And she slaps his face and then, uh. Essentially, Yuta comes in, and it's not. It I think it's intentionally not like a really strong fight. He they're yep. just kind of tussling and and wrestling, and I think that that he doesn't quite show a lot, a lot of his martial arts skills yet because I don't think he's been. I don't think he's emotionally connected to this yet. He just kind of chucks him around and throws him to the ground and just kind of holds his face in the dirt, which is actually kind of cool. Yeah, and basically says. Here, give her her money back. Gives the money to Astri, who is not appreciative of it at all because... At all, yeah. He, he what what Yuta does not understand is now she doesn't have a fucking job, right? And Before, now she pissed off the guy that was angry at her and he's not going to be around yeah, anymore. Yeah, he's like, you're fired. You're not coming back here. So even though he was trying to scam her of 40% of what she was making, now she's making zero She's like working for fucking Rosebud, right? She's just like zero percent, and uh, boom, 
So now but, she's got the boot, and uh, essentially Astri and Adit are out on their own, no motherfucking jobs, and uh, she's just like, thanks a lot, asshole. Fuck so, face. But this is a good scene as well, though, because uh, Udi handles Johnny very, very easily. Yes. And it's a one-on-one thing. Johnny's not a fighter. He's a pimp piece of shit who, who picks on women who are, like, half his size. And it's 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 actually kind of a good illustration of people who think they're tough versus somebody who knows what they're doing. Because like, Yeah, that's jo- actually a good point. Johnny has no fucking chance against Udi at all. Like, at all. And if you've ever... No gone against somebody who's tremendously skillful you think as a dude every dude thinks oh i've got a shot i could just hit this guy and i got one shot to, to knock this fucking guy out you know, you know those guys yeah. I, I just see red bro bodies just start hitting the floor <laughs> yeah 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 those, exactly those fucking guys have no chance at all against somebody who knows you, what they're doing well did you see that article on the onion when they were saying most men overestimate their fight, fighting ability by four thousand <laughs> percent and <laughs> <That's> uh, totally <laughs> true <laughs> It's actually hilarious, right? It's like, and they're like interviewing guys. It's like sometimes you got to knock a motherfucker out, bro. Yeah. You know. Um, but yeah, like, yeah. like, and you can you can see you can see in this film that in the city people prey upon each other. Yes. Whereas the place he left, everyone's trying to better themselves, uh, improve themselves for the betterment of the society as a whole. So he's really out of his element here. And that's why he, he's not sure. Like, he's thinking he's doing the right thing, which, you know, morally he's doing the right thing. But is it smart for him to do that? Is it smart for him? Now, now she's got nothing, right? Like, he yeah. was stealing from her, but now she's in a position where she's got absolutely nothing. And he goes back to his fucking tube and lays down. He goes back to his series down. of tubes. Yeah, and he just lays in one of his tubes, <laughs> and he contemplates his actions for the day. This is part of his morentale. Like, he's, like they don't actually have exposition of him saying, hmm, I wonder if I did the right thing. But you can see that he's actually being very pensive and yeah. thinking upon his actions of the day. Like, what the fuck was that? Because he's seriously out of his element. And it's good. It is. It's very good. Like, I like how they do this. I like how it's shot. I like the coloration of the blue, how they bring that in of, like, I don't know if that's, you know, a pensive color or whatever, but uh, it, it's it's shot very well. I like the way they do it. So, And then we cut the next here to this. So basically we get to a position where there's a physician or a nurse or someone in the medical community who is going through and giving physical examinations to a series of girls that are going to be moved into the sex trade, like yes. illegal sex trafficking, like 100% against their will, piece of shit type guys. Which is shot very well. Like, the, the girl that is being examined is really good. Yeah. Like, she does it in, like, it makes you fucking uncomfortable to watch this. Oh, it's very uncomfortable. And they're looking at these women like they're fucking horses. You yeah. know, like, he's lifting he's lifting up their, their lips and looking at her teeth and gums and flashlight in her eyes and checking her hair for lice and then does kind of like a private exam on her that they don't show but you can see her face yeah and you know she is like not digging it but at the same time she's shutting the fuck up because she doesn't want to get killed and exactly yeah johnny's there and our main two baddies are there and they're basically just in this room where they're purchasing these four women uh that they're going to use into the sex trade and it's revealed that johnny was supposed to bring five 
but he's yes. come up short. So Astri was supposed to be the fifth girl in this whole thing, and he is one lady short because Astri stood up to him. But essentially this go-go dancing place uh, where she works is essentially how they make contact with these good-looking young women that they can kidnap and force into uh, sex slavery. Traffic into sex slavery here, yeah. So we get the introduction of the main two bad guys here who are running the trafficking sex slavery prostitution house here, and that is Mads Kudal as Ratger. He's kind of the main, main bad guy who's the enforcer. He's a he. This motherfucker's been around. Like, this guy acts mostly in Europe. He's been in 95 movies, the main, ma- the main Ratger guy. He, he speaks Danish, Swedish, and English, so he acts in all three. He's also like a hospital clown. He's a director, producer, like this. He's a, you know, all-around theater good fella. But he plays a bad guy. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah, he plays a bad guy very well here. He's very cool. Well, he basically goes to Johnny and he gives Johnny this kind of talking to so it's funny can you you kind of see the hierarchy because johnny's a piece of shit and he's slapping around the women and then he brings the women there and he's like hey you're short a woman and he starts slapping johnny around right so you basically (laughs) realize that johnny is not as tough as perhaps he portrayed himself and he's basically just working for this guy and he's like well he says something that I actually thought the line was quite good. He goes, uh, just because I do business doesn't make me a businessman. And he's like, a yeah. businessman will take you to court. I will cut your fucking heart out or something to <laughs> yeah. that effect. But he basically he basically words it to the, to the effect like, yeah, we're doing business, but I'm not your traditional businessman. I am a fucking monster. I, I buy and sell people. Yeah. I will fucking rip out your guts and jump rope with your fucking entrails. Double Dutch uh, in front of your mom. In front so, of your fucking mother. <laughs> it's a decent yeah. it's a decent way to kind of showcase how evil and cruel this cat is. So uh again, it's a it's the the movie is not really fast paced, but it progresses in a way that I do enjoy, and it is, we'll say, slower, but it's very measured, and you're getting information basically at a consistent pace throughout. So I, I really have to give hats off to the film. Yeah, it, it it does a good job of pacing itself with the story. I, I enjoy how they feed out information like this. It's it's really it's well done, and and I think Gareth Evans deserves credit for that, and if for the direction, and also uh, Gareth Evans, and I think his name is Dwayne Riley. I, I'm I'm probably butchering that pronunciation, but the, the he those two co-wrote the movie. So I think that the pacing of the writing is good too. Yeah, they they did an excellent job at basically showing these people, you know, we talked about it in Rocky, you know, like everybody in this neighborhood is struggling. And yeah. you know, when we get to the city, the city's not the city's not as peaceful as, you know, the village from whence he came. Uh and he's basically trying to navigate as a complete fish out of water here and trying to hold on to his humanity. So he gets to this point and uh he finds a phone booth and makes a call to his mom yeah i actually like that back in the village i like this scene where he calls his mom i think it's cool because they they show that long shot of his his mom's house you know the laundry's out and stuff and he's on this 
bustling Indonesian, well, I shouldn't call it bustling, but this, you know, inner city Indonesian street. And she is worried about him. Like, you can tell that she's worried, but she's super happy to be talking to him. And yeah, he's missing his family and she's missing him and they're going back and forth. But as they're, oh, just FYI, the guy who's playing Uda's older brother is uh, Danny Alamsia. And he plays, I think he plays Iko Uwais' older brother in like all three of Gareth Evans's films that he did. He's another one of the crew. Yeah, because he's along. his older brother in the raid. Yeah, and then he's the older brother in the raid too. That does not make it past the first thirty seconds. Um, <laughs> you know, uh, spoiler alert. So he is he is in the he is in the raid too for the uh, for the first few seconds until he is <laughs> and then killed. Joe Pesci casino style, but yeah, he's he's excellent. Like. Yeah, he's 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 excellent. But while Yuda is on the telephone with uh, his mom, uh, he sees Johnny kidnapping Astri and taking her into the club because now she's going to be that fifth girl. Yes, and she fucking boots him in the goddamn pills like oh. with all her might, and he's fucking down. And he uh, he tells his henchmen, he's like, "Hold her," and the henchmen are like, "Uh." Now let's just take her inside, man. Like I, actually, let's not... I really like that moment. Yeah, I like that thing because she knees him in the dick hard. Oh yeah, and like he sells it well too. Like because he's just bent over, like so somebody fucking grab this whore, please. Like somebody grab this motherfucker right now. And all the guys are like standing there, not doing it. Yeah, and they're like, let's just come on, man. Let's just fucking take her inside. Yeah, because they know that he's gonna beat the shit out of her. Oh yeah, and so they're like, they know, a I don't want to hurt the girl because I'm not a complete. Well, they're complete pieces of shit, but they don't want to beat her because they know if they bring her in and she's beat up, that Ratger is going to be pissed at them, and he's going to lose his goddamn mind. So, but then fucking Johnny starts talking shit. Yeah, to the guy and like, who are you now? You the fucking? But you want me to get you your fucking laundry? What do you? What do you want me to do for you? Like, he starts talking shit to the guy. Yeah, and. He fucking gives her the Mike Tyson KO punch, drops her, and then Yuda sees this on the payphone and he starts walking across the street. Now, I have to say, I don't know if it was intentional, but I found it really cool. From the building, there's two there's two lights. There's a big green light and there's a big yep. red light. And they're reflecting in the two pools of yep. uh like two pools on the road. So yep. he hangs up the phone. And starts moving. And as the camera moves, just the angle of the light, the red light disappears and the green light stays. So I didn't know yeah. if that was actually, like, intentional. I assume Intentionally that's symbolic of, yeah. of, like, okay, it's fucking go time. Let's go. Yeah. <laughs> or or if it was just a happy accident. I don't know. But I did see it and I did, I did like it because I was like, fuck, green means go. And boy, does it go. And we get Yuta's first fight. In the film, his first real fight, which is actually really good. Yeah, against these four guys here. He does a really, it's a really good fight scene, man. There's some cool moves in here, dude. Like, there's some very original and well-used moves. Like, that that move where the guy does the front kick at, at Uda, and he catches the kick and steps back, so the guy goes kind of into the splits, and then he jumps yes. into him with a knee. Like, there's some cool, well-choreographed shit here. Like, the, the Silat team that did the choreography did a great job. So, another thing, like, what do you think of this? Because 
he does have a good little fight here, but the guys do get the better of him, right? These four in guys fight, do yeah. get the better of him in the fight. And he's laying down in the alley, and he's he's laying there, but I think that the meaning of this is I don't think he's 100% committed to his Morentau journey yet. Yeah. Because he loses, and he lays there in the street, and his face is in the mud, which is really cool. And then, yep. you know, these guys talk some mad shit, and they're like, what do you think you are, some kind of hero? Uh, I'm the boss of here. You're a piece of shit. And he's just <laughs> kind of laying Johnny's there. Johnny's like, one, two, three, four, four. I'm going to remember that number. That's how many motherfuckers it takes to kick your ass. How about that? Yeah, like, that, was, that was actually good. Yeah, oh, it takes I like four that. Guys. That was a great line. <laughs> yeah, that was, that was a great line, even though, you know, he did straight kick the shit out of Johnny. But he kind of gets up because he had the first little scrap with Johnny that was a bit soft. Like, you know, he handles him very well, but he wasn't really committed in his actions and movements. And then yep. when he goes to rescue Astri here, it's again, it's I think it's just intentionally a little soft because then yep. all of a sudden he stands up. Right. He stands well, this up. This is the moment. Right. Wet. Yeah. Yeah. And I think this is where he's like, OK. I've made my decision. This is my fucking spot. This is why I'm here. This is my test. And yeah, this is the thing. He's, he stands up and he's got like wicked ass conviction in his face. He's, he's soaking wet. And again, I'm not trying to assert anything that may not have been the director's intention. But for me, it reminded me of almost like a baptism because he just basically comes up after that ass kicking and he's drenched in water from the street and he basically yep. moves over to the door, gives himself a thought and goes into the club. And we have a really good fight scene here, but he seems yeah. like a hundred times more committed in this fight than he has throughout the entire film up to this point. Yeah, absolutely. Like this is the turning point of the movie here of, Oh, I'm going to help this girl. Yeah. I'll try and help her out. I'll see what I can do to. Okay. Fuck all these guys. Yeah, I'm done with this motherfucker. Like this girl is coming and getting out, and all these guys are my problem now. This See, is I've, the whole I've turn, never, right? I've never been to like a go-go bar in Asia, but this it's this fucking depressing. Place looks this place looks really small. Like this place looks really small. Do you think that this is a, an actual bar that they used, or do you no. think it's a set that they made up? I think it's a set they made up. Okay. I mean, I I haven't been to a ton of them. Like I'm not that guy but i've been to a couple yeah. and they're they're more there's more seating than there is in this thing like this just looks like a warehouse they put some walls up and shit in to me yeah it looks spacious like they would want to make more use of the space there'd be seats around those little stages and shit i gotcha you know what i mean like they're, they'd make use of the space better this is a, this is open so that eco can kick the fuck out of a lot of people here. yeah okay <laughs> yeah because i was just kind of looking at the layout and it looked a bit it looked a bit odd. Like it's, there's some, there's some big, big open spaces, like you said. So. Yeah. Well, he goes in here and he goes up, like he looks around a little bit. He finds Astri upstairs, but then he walks into the main room again. And one of the guys from the alley sees him and he sees yeah, the guy and they're like, the Oh, this fucking guy came back. In. You <laughs> yeah. want more bitch? Okay. Yeah. And yeah. he squares up okay. with his two dudes and oh, here we go, son. Like, <laughs> like they just off they go. Yeah. I actually love he sidekicks a guy into a bar and his ass kind of gets wedged in it. So the Dude. guy's kind of stuck. And then he does yeah. a wheel kick and kicks him in the face. It's so much fun. It's really good. I love the way that Silat, or at least Iko Uwes, uses that low oblique kick to the knee. 
Yeah. When when dudes kick high, he just grabs it and bam, like does that little low oblique kick and wrecks. Like that would fuck you up. That would end the fight. Yeah, he gets it right with the uh, the inside of the of his foot, and then he actually drops down and th- well, he throws a bar stool into a guy's fucking shins like Dude. a metal bar <laughs> stool. Like, <laughs> yeah. like that's that's the type of kinetic stuff that I love with good fights where you feel the hits, right? You feel those. And he does that. He actually does a front push kick on a dude that goes flying back and his back hits a bar. Yes. Like the back of his head hits that fucking high bar. Yeah. Dude. (laughs) You're just like, what the fuck? So that was one of those moments that made me go, Jesus fucking Christ. Jesus fucking Christ. (laughs) He's super exciting to watch. Like I really, really love watching this guy work. And essentially he straight kicks the shit out of everybody, and then we we kind of slow the action down a little bit when Johnny comes in with Astri, and of course our two European Euro trash baddies are in there, and he brings Astri in there. Luke and the guy who looks like Edward Snowden. Yeah, Snowden, who's actually quite a talented martial artist. He's really in his good, own man. Right, that we'll find out in a few minutes, but or sorry, in about forty minutes. But that's yeah, that's Laurent Bosson. His name. Uh, he's. He's he's only been in nine movies, but he's another one of those guys that's like an actor, director, producer, writer. He does stunts. He's been on 14 different stunt crews. He does stunts for uh, fight choreography on eight episodes of that, that TV show on Netflix, The Witcher. Oh, yeah, yeah, with Henry Cavill. Yeah, yeah, he did... Uh, visual effects on 13 other movies like he's he's a real kind of multi-talented dude but a good martial artist you see him use his legs later to to great effect well the thing that's that's interesting like you know we live in kind of more of an open world now and gareth evans was saying that he cast him for this role because he saw him in like a short film that was made i believe it was made in hong kong where these guys got together and they basically made a short film uh, essentially just to show off fight choreography and Gareth Evans saw that short film and reached out to him. And the guy said, I didn't know anything about Silat and hadn't really done anything big like this before and showed up. And basically everybody was saying that Gareth Evans is an absolute perfectionist. And they're like, oh, we took 56 takes to get this and stuff like that. Jesus Just absolute Christ, insanity. Really? So, yeah, it's... Uh, yeah, he he basically was saying, yeah, it was a lot of work to get this thing done because Gareth would just have them do it over and over again until it was perfect. That's crazy. So they they talk shit here with uh, Johnny and and Ratger is like this this chick you brought me this chick you good job you brought her but she's fucked up like her mouth is cut this is a discount I'm not paying you full for this and then Uda busts in like goddamn Batman. And kicks the fuck out of, like, three guys and kicks a bottle at everybody and then grabs Astri and runs the fuck out. And that concludes part two of the podcast. Come back tomorrow for part three. If you'd like to get the entire podcast on Sunday night, you can go to patreon.com slash you have offended this podcast. Patrons get the full show Sunday night without any ads. If you don't want to become a patron, you can go to offendedpodcast.com. Buy some merch there. That'll get you something cool to wear and rep the podcast you know you love. And we get a bit of money, too, to help us keep the lights on here. Please follow us on social media. At Twitter, we're at YHOTP. On Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube, just search You Have Offended This Podcast. You can interact with us there. Leave us your favorite movies, your favorite scenes, any questions you have, anything like that. We'd love to hear from you. 
please rate and review us wherever you download your podcasts. Ratings and reviews really help us, particularly on iTunes, if you could. That would be awesome. Make sure to tell your friends, family, loved ones, and hated ones about this podcast. More listens mean more downloads means it's better for everybody. So thanks very much for helping. Come back tomorrow for part three, and we will be back in your ears very soon.